Welcome back to another episode of the Culture Connectors Podcast. I'm your host, Kayende. Pablo. And uh, I really wish I saw those Taylor Swift AI pictures, but facts, facts. never have FOMO. So um, please always remember to give us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to this podcast. And uh, yeah, let's get right into it. All right. And uh, before we begin, shout out to our sponsor for this episode, Spectra 479. You can go to spectra479.com forward slash CC podcast for a discount for any blue light glasses needs. As in today's modern world, blue light is very uh, toxic and you need to defend against it as much as you can. So this week we have a lot of stuff in the in the note to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was one of my more introspective weeks. I was just in the world looking at stuff and just thinking about this would be good to talk about in the podcast. And I should have been doing the prior weeks, but I've been <laughs> I've been uh, getting better at doing that. But I think since my phone is in my pocket, I'll let Pablo have the uh, first crack at it. Yeah. So. Um... <clears throat> This question is actually inspired by Earn Your Leisure. Shout out them. They were just at um, the World Economic Forum in Davos earlier. So they're doing big things. But they were talking to this kid who dropped out of college and he started an AI companion company. So my question to you, and I guess for the viewers for you to melange over, is um, would you get an AI companion? You know, the world is getting more connected by the day via um, social media and everything like that. But obviously different um studies have shown that we're actually more disconnected because we're too busy in the internet metaverse world instead of in our in our actual surroundings so would you get an ai companion an ai companion probably not um i am one who is always against groupthink and just common rhetoric mm-hmm. so i can see that being a world where excuse me like on some like blade runner shit yeah where or Wally. Or Wally, where everyone in the world has a companion or an AI companion or uses AI tools. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would be one of those guys who just goes against that and just thugs it through uh, as rustically as possible. Yeah. Um, but what about you? I mean, what would be the... I mean, obviously, I, I, I have a Google Home. I, I'm staying with my uncle right now, and he has a Google Home. My mom had an Alexa, and they're very, very useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, in, in, in that sense, I have an AI companion, but I think in terms of like, you know, having a lady robot, like, Hey, Laura, can you, uh, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. I, I wouldn't that. get one because I feel like, I mean, with the AI algorithm, it would just learn you very well and it would be like your own best friend, which you should kind of be to yourself already. Like I wouldn't see a point in it. But I guess if like you live in like a remote area and you don't have much interaction with anything else, something else will kind of like bridge your sanity a little bit back to the to the outer world since you don't have um, a group or society to like hyper regulate your your behavior and stuff on. Um, but you know, I don't I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, growing up for the most part an only child, um, but having a big family, I had plenty of time to myself. 
I am very much my own best friend. Um, you know, I enjoy my own company and things like that. So, um, but I think if I were living in the Bering Strait or, you know, in a remote region of Alaska or something, I might change my mind. Because at least, you know, maybe it could help out, you know, chop down trees or with warmth or something like that. But yeah, if it's just like the movie Her, where I'm like basically talking to my Game Boy, like, yeah, I can I can leave that at home. So. Right, right, right. Yo, where are these questions go, my G? You gotta scroll all the way to the bottom. Oh, here they are, here they are. Oh, you, okay, you highlighted them and shit. All right. Um, so in that same breath of AI and using technology as our assistance, uh, the pursuit of things, do you think in this common world, the world that you and I currently reside within, um, do you think that the current or the consistent pursuit in just acquiring more and more makes us spiritually devoid? And if you wouldn't use spiritually devoid, what would you say it makes us, if anything at all? Uh, this is actually a great, great question because um, I just sent you the Jordan Peterson video about this. Um, it's kind of like, I guess, well, well, I'll tie in my question as well about ephemeral goals, aka a goal that as you get closer to it, it moves farther away. Um, so the pursuit of things is not an ephemeral goal because once you acquire said thing, it's it's done, like the task is done, you're now moving on to the next thing. Whereas a, yeah, the pursuit of things, because it's not an ephemeral goal, you will get over it. And yeah, you'll, you'll have acquired a bunch of physical treasure, but no spiritual treasure. Because as everyone knows, oh, I went to Peru, oh, I went to this developing country, they have way less than you and are enjoying it much more. They're much better built to enjoy wealth as it grows up because they had nothing from the beginning. Whereas if you were given everything from the get-go, you know, everything is just kind of taken for granted. Taken for granted for you is like kind of relative depending on where you're at. Um, and I think people now, because things are so almost unattainable, even like basic necessities, we're kind of reverting back to like, hey, learning to live with less, enjoying less and things like that. Um, whereas an ephemeral goal is like, yeah, as I said, something that gets closer as you move, um, something gets farther away as you move closer to it, like happiness. That's not something you can really touch or put your hands on or joy. Um, the world hunger issue, you know, putting people onto money and, and helping them uh, change their financial trajectory of life. That's something that will, there will always be someone new in the world who needs those, those things. So you will always be replenished and refilled and you know you're making a difference in the world, and you're seeing a direct result. I, uh, you know, how many how many car hoodies do you need? How many mm. how many polo tees do you need? You know what I mean. So it does get old. And what uh, what Peterson was also saying is that for those people who want the Mai Tai and the Bahamas and things like that, it'll eventually get old. You will eventually get bored of it, and then what's next? And for for you know lack of better phrasing, you're just a giant infant oh, I get to do whatever I want and I don't have any responsibilities uh, or anything to, you know, outside of myself, you know, that, as I said, is less fulfilling. I, you know, if I fed a thousand people every day, I think I would definitely get a lot more uh, benefit from it than if I, I don't know, yeah, just traveled the world with just me. Nobody else didn't help anyone along the way. You know, what's the point? Okay. And then money. So, Money would probably be uh, not that ephemeral um, because we can just trade our time and get money. 
So, but it is kind of ephemeral because you can whatever like everyone's number is different. Everyone wants to attain a certain level of wealth, right? right and they right. can keep going and going and going. And also the ways you can get it. It's like okay, I'm a I'm an oil magnate, but let me try and build a business in this thing. And now it's a whole new adventure. So money, mm-hmm. I think, is, is is a very niche thing. And that's what I like about money because money is also d- directly tied to the value you give. Mm-hmm. So you're not just rich because, I mean, like if you're a landlord, yeah, you're like kind of a scumbag. You know, oh, I just bought a bunch of land before, you know, my family bought a bunch of land before you guys got here. And now I'm kind of like raising the rents and screwing you over. But like a product, a service, it has to be good enough and it has people have to enjoy it enough and change enough people's lives for you to get to that billionaire level status. Um, you know, sans not paying your workers. So. But would you say there are ways to circumvent money as I would say the, the pinnacle of what we have as a resource, as a resource? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, the, uh, shout out brother panic may he rest in peace um he he mentioned before he passed that that's the new american dream now is you can just get rich not necessarily a house and a picket fence and a, and a dog and two kids but just the act of getting rich and the act of doing that for the route that most people have to take to get to that billionaire level status is spiritually devoid and it actually anchors you more on you know a physical earthly survival instinct sort of consciousness um, whereas if you just learn to do with less, you know, mind of a child, you know, imagine all these things and not actually acquire them, you know, in a physical sense. Um, yeah. So I think learning to live with less is one, uh, group economics is another, instead of me doing all this stuff, why don't I just get a few buddies and we all pitch in and now my work is cut in quarters and, um, or, you know, with family or something like that. Now, let me ask you this one question before I give it back to you. Um, it's here in the bottom. Uh, have you ever done an internship? And if you have, would you ever work for free again? And then what do you think, it's a two-part question or a three-part question. What do you think are the benefits of working for no monetary gain? Since we're talking about money already. Yeah. Um, I've not done an internship. Looking back on on the, the normal nine-to-five career trajectory sense, that is probably the one thing in college I wish I did was an internship because I would have had a little bit more on my resume. So getting that entry level job, I mean, COVID did happen, um, you know, the year after or two years after I graduated college since I graduated early. Um, so, you know, having that little extra oomph on my resume would have been nice. Um, but if I were to do an unpaid internship, the only time I would have done it would be college. The benefits to that is it's pure. You're not just there for a check. You're not just there showing up and doing the bare minimum. You're like, I'm already here and I'm not getting paid for it. I might as well learn as much as I can. I might as well do the best job, network properly. Like you, it forces you to learn all the intangibles and other things of the way the world actually works. So um, I think it's I think it's pure when you're doing that. The only unfortunate thing is unpaid internships are for people who already have money. You can't be doing that if you're you know, a single parent, or you're the first person in your family to go to college, or you unfortunately as a young person have, you know, other bills you need to pay, like you can't afford to do that. But the pure knowledge and, and experience you gain from it, I think is unmatched compared to a paid internship for sure. And I, I'm also a big uh, fan of what Gary Vee says, working for free until the, the, the ship pops off for you. Because 
when it comes to just you mentioned before providing value um you know like you said unfortunately people who have responsibilities and accrued debt and things to pay off and bills to pay it's harder for them just to hold on let me set the camera again yeah like i was saying it's harder for people to um work for free to provide value to the world to build up a skill set build up a resume but for those of us those of you who are lucky enough to be in a position where you can forego some of that stress and responsibility up front working for free is probably the best thing because if you're not someone who is just trying to scum the world or just trying to work with the idea of gaining something in return and trying to provide value and people see that there is there is a I think the most important currency in the world is respect. And and if people can see how much you're putting in, how much you're hustling, they can respect that effort. They can respect your diligence. They can understand where you're coming from as opposed to just someone who's chasing a dollar sign or chasing that next big come up, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Um you should you should do the other two questions cuz you have like twice the amount I have, so I'll I'll hop in at this or if you want me to steal some of yours. Uh Go ahead. I got to lock my phone. All right. So <clears throat> I like this one. How selfless can a selfish person be in regards to success? Yeah, cause I thought about that. And I've been seeing this a lot over the last few months where the most successful people are the most selfish. And it's weird because most of the world's billionaires and a lot of rich people, they're providing a product or a service to people that is aiding in civilization, aiding in ease of life. So in that regard, it seems like they're pretty selfless, right? But um, behind the hood, we'll never really know what it took for them to get there. And that selfishness, I think, comes into play when you know, someone's like, yo, bro, let's go to this party or the, co the common tropes like, yo, let's go to this party. I can't uh, let's go out for dinner. I'm saving money. I'm budgeting. And I as I'm on my ascension to where I'd like to be fiscally, um, I think I can see where they're coming from when the selfishness comes into play. Um, but we just talked about providing value. And I think the selflessness has to be. It seems kind of, what's that word I'm looking for? It's like, it's two-faced, you know? It's like, okay, I'm going to work for this person for free. I know I, I'm doing this for a personal reason, but it's not a reason that's scummy. It's just because I'm, try, I'm trying to better myself. And I think it's it's a nuanced thing. It's a fine line. People got to tiptoe when it's like, or where it's like, you have to work with the idea of providing value but understand that you're investing in yourself in a future that only you can see that is going to ultimately benefit you and the people you hopefully want to benefit. Yeah. It's like Vegapunk in a way. Like he, he, he creates for the sake of creation and like, he's just a genius. Um, if you watch one piece, that's who Vegapunk is referring to. Um, and he's just doing for the sake of good and, and how this can benefit himself and other people. He doesn't really care about the money. And the equivalent of, of what would happen in the show, it would be like a, 
a Zig Ziglar or like a Wolf of Wall Street guy who would come along and be like, I can sell this for you. But he would have some sinister, you know, underlying reason for, for you know, uh, doing so and, you know, just profiting and not really caring about how it's beneficial for humanity or anything like that. Um, so next question would be, is parents' advice bad in these modern times? Because the world we live in is not the world they lived in, like, almost at all at this point. I mean, school and, and growing up and life, lifing and things like that, that's the same. But getting a job and what jobs are and all this other stuff is completely different. Um, so, yeah, is, is parents' advice bad? Would you not take any parents' advice because it kind of is almost wrong and bad? Uh, short answer to a long question, no. I wouldn't take parents' advice. Um, but here's a caveat, right? Because parents know what's up. Like, they lived, in most cases, they're going to be twice, maybe triple your age by the time you get to a point you're adulting, right? And um, they, they've lived and experienced the things that you are going to live and experience before you get to live and experience them. So in that adage, in that respect, in that light, they know what's, what, what, what is right and wrong, but there is, as always, there's, there's a fine line to tiptoe because the things that worked for them, I think you mentioned this when you're asking the question, the things that worked for them worked for them because the times they worked in or lived in were different times. So when my mother was, was doing her thing, um, she was living not on her own, but she was doing something similar to you. And I think I'll ask this question next. Um, she had roommates, whatever, whatever. But like she had time to work a job, to do a side hustle, and then just be breaded. Not like, you know, egregiously rich, but she had a spare cash and... I think in today's time, that spare cash is uh, dwindling more and more. I don't think a lot of our peers have like spare, spare cash if they're just yeah, like, just, just loaded up. Like. Yeah, because and 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 the reason why she could have that spare cash and the time to do a side hustle and work a job and do what she was doing is because rent was lower. Yeah, you know, and there's gonna be something that we tell our kids. Like, yo, back when we were 25, 26, 27, this was what it was. And then in their time, it'll be like, yeah, but it was different for you because that thing was easier to access or it, it was a lot fairer to get, you know? Um, but I think when it comes to parents, um, it's, it's more of a disciplinary role they should play. As opposed to, yeah, I think it should be like a molder. Like they just push you, like, okay, I wouldn't do this, but I'm gonna let you fail, and then I'm gonna pick you up and move you over here. Like I'm gonna keep you in the center. You explore, but I'm gonna keep you like a like a like bowling gutters. Like you're going towards forward, um, but we're just gonna keep you on the edges from going too far in either direction. And that's why it's important for parents to not really be your friends. And I and I'm 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 speaking from this, but I, I would I would have loved to know more of my parents when I was growing up. But now that I'm this age, I realize that there are some things that are best left unsaid and unreconciled and just 
in the dark. When you're a parent, you can be more friends with your parents because it's like now we're kind of almost, yeah, like peers in a way. Like we've reached like the larger milestones of life. And while I still need guidance from you, you're kind of a general elder for everyone because you just have the most wisdom. Right. You're not like a direct elder because I'm also wise to my own degree and I have to impart that on my own kids, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but yeah, while you're growing up and like everyone I know that's older, like in their thirties and their forties and, and beyond, they say, yeah, it gets better. Like your twenties kind of suck. Like you don't really know who you are. You don't know where you're going. You don't have any stability. But once you're in your 30s, you have a much, much more earning power. So money makes you happier because you can do what you want. You have a bit more time freedom. You may have started a family. Kids, I mean, kids are stressful, yes. But kids and like having family is like very good for you. Also makes you happy. Um, usually you have your partner by that time. Like there's just a lot of things that are very good, you know, as time goes on. So right, right. for those of you who are afraid of getting older, you know, it, it gets better. And then I think that segues into our next question perfectly. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Pablo is young bachelor or bachelor in the making or I don't know. But anyway, that's TMI. But he lives on his own for the most part. And I would like You're about to get me lined. <laughs> <laughs> and I would I would like to know and I would like for you to give our, our listening audience and our viewing audience. Um, how did you manage to accrue the necessary resources and finances to one move out on, on your own? How did you find out places to rent? How did you just facilitate the whole process seamlessly into a way that makes you comfortable right now? Yeah. So the first time I like moved out, moved out, I was living at home before. So I had like a nest egg of money. And then the way, the reason I moved out was like a haste. It was a haste decision with someone that I was dealing with at the time. Um, looking back, I wouldn't have done that. Um, but, you know, I'm just sort of like a giving person and, and things of that nature. But now that I'm in a different situation, like living with friends and everything, same thing. Like I had my own nest egg of money. So definitely stay as long, stay at home as long as you can. There's really nothing out here. The only difference is you have a lot more freedom, but more freedom is just an excuse to have less discipline. And you need to be disciplined as an adult. Um, I understand parents can be a lot. They can be suffocating. They can be this. They can be that. But it's a lot easier to move out if you stay at home for a year and you save a thousand a month and you have twelve k to your name, and you move out. You know, you pay your your first month rent, your first month deposit, moving costs. Okay, that cuts off three k. Even if you lost your job the next day, you're good for nine months. Whereas you know, um, scrounging or just making ends meet every month is just, it's, it's not, it's not worth it. So I say preparation beforehand, have a nest egg, be in a good job situation to like, don't move when you just got a new job. Cause then you're like, you know, you're like begging on the paycheck and you know, you're just in a very uncomfortable position. So, um, that'd be my advice, but definitely don't rush. And you got to take into account for the most of human history, you stayed home until you were married. You stayed home until you were good enough to take care of an entire other family. So with all the group economics I talk about and having multiple generations in the household, do that. Or if you if you really have to, hey, I'm going to go in with my parents on a duplex or a triplex where it's like, yes, we have a connected house or something like that. So I have my own space and freedom, but we're still pooling our money together and, and growing together as a unit. 
going forward. Yeah, we talk a lot about it. We talk a lot of uh, esoteric and philosophical stuff, but this is straight from experience. So the whole group economics thing, we we definitely uh we like that one over and, here. And since you're not in my situation, what would you do, or what is your plan when you get your own place, or do you want your own place, or would you move in with a partner? You know, what is what do you plan to do um, for that endeavor for yourself? Um, I would like to move out. I, I, I haven't really given it much thought. I just want to get to a point where I can facilitate it passively. I think that's probably the plan. Um, we got kicked out of our old crib. Uh, now staying with my uncle. I want to get myself lined, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to have to be in that position where, I'm living from paycheck to paycheck and, you know, I have to go to work to 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 make ends meet and, and facilitate all my needs. Um, I want to be in a space where, you know, we're making money off this podcast and sponsorships and, and, and the music is making uh, enough to cover rent. So I, I can just walk in my apartment to sleep walk out of it to go do the podcast or don't have to leave to make music um roommates would be cool i think i want to be with people who are on the same type of time as me yeah i think that's a that's a big uh thing if you're if you're trying to like self-develop and you're with people who are just doing drugs and partying all the time it's going to be very difficult it's like it's going to be like an annoying energy almost whereas if you're with other people building Every day is just like a like a big brainstorm and like jam sesh. You know, I'm trying to build a business. I'm a day trader and, you know, I wash cars or something. You're all grinding and you're all pushing each other. But if everyone else is on the self, dis- not not to shit on people who party and like drink and stuff like that. I still do that some time to time. But people who are not really on the serious part of life yet and like trying to develop themselves where they can rest on their laurels a little bit later. You're, you're, it's very hard when you're in an environment like that. It's easier to be a baseball player when you're around baseball players. You know what I mean? So. And there's nothing wrong with someone who just wants to work, but I I would rather be around people who are pursuing something outside of just the common nine to five lifestyle. Yeah. Even, yeah, even if you're like a filmmaker and you do a little indie something, yeah, just like, something beyond the status It doesn't have to, like, we don't all have to be podcasters, all have to be musicians, just something that, that, I know when I get back to the crib that you are going to be working on that or you're just taking a break from that. I, I don't like going home and just seeing them. respect to the most high and respect to my elders, but I, I'd rather see, you know, someone in my vicinity in which who I'm living or with which with which who I'm living reading a book or editing a video. Yeah, like I have a lot of friends who read. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. It's very good. You know, I, I, I want to see people who are elevating themselves because it motivates me to elevate myself. And then you exchange knowledge and then that's how you have Constantinople or these other major you know, right, great right, cities right. and stuff like that. So piggybacking off of that, mm-hmm. how do you do that in a city where you need to have, some people say, two jobs to survive? Disclaimer, as a native New Yorker, it is not expensive to live here. It's just everyone who moves here is a transplant. And obviously, they get their information from transplants. So they move to the most expensive parts of the city, and they try and recreate their sex in the city and friends, uh, sitcom lives, instead of understanding, hey, you don't have to live in Grand Central. 
is placed at a little bit farther from the downtown. But that's neither here nor there. No, no offense to the transplants. I have a bunch of transplant friends who actually have some sense and don't live in the most expensive areas. But yes, for a place that's quote unquote expensive and a place where you need, you know, a college degree to even get a good job, how do you per- how do you pursue any passions if you're just on survival? First, you get lucky. I'm always gonna. Ever since you put me onto outliers, I realized how important luck plays, and it actually before I even answer the question, it actually helps put things into perspective because, um, I now that I know how much luck plays a part in a lot of the stuff we do, it makes me take a step back from grinding so hard and, and hustling so hard because I can only put up so many at bats, right? If you want to refer back to baseball, I mean, three strikes are out. You only get so many swings at a baseball. It's you either strike out or hit. And then once you strike out or hit, you either run to the base and chill there till you run again or you go back to the dugout and wait till it's your turn to swing again. Um, but I think to answer your question now, one, I, I, I'm super lucky, right? Because... I have the ability to to live with a family member who isn't asking much of me. I'm still 26, turning 27, so I'm 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 what you would consider a bum because I live with a with an elder that I'm not paying an egregious amount of rent. But at the same time, like that is what a lot of these success stories have. They were delusional, like super delusional. They had nothing until they had everything. And that's kind of how I look at that. Um, I still work, obviously, and I still pursue music. And this podcast is now a new endeavor, which I enjoy a lot. Um, I just think when push comes to shove, um, if I had to give someone advice, how how do you give someone advice on how to be lucky? I would say maybe just explore, expand your, expand your, your kingdom, your expanse, people who know you, people you've been in contact with. I mean, I have people from grade school who I don't even talk to that much who still remember me or, you know, can put a face to a name and interaction we had because you just never know when something's going to come up. And that's the, that's the point of being a good person in general is just leave everyone with a good taste in their mouth of who you are as a person because you never know when they might have an opportunity for you. Um, yeah, and I think... Um, and some luck is semi-created. Yeah, and, and, and I think... I don't know if I just mentioned this, but the there are ways you can increase how lucky you are by how many times you do something, right? Like, I got lucky last night. I won at poker. That's my first time playing poker. I came first place. I don't, I don't think I won the, I won the most profit, but I had the biggest pot at the end, right? Um, but my first time playing poker, I never played. I didn't even know what the hands were doing. But I just played enough, and I figured it out to learn, okay, this would do this. This is well enough. But I'm not an expert at poker. I'll speak of something I'm, I'm more expert in, which is music. Um, and just finding a passion. That's probably what, what I'm an expert in just because I'm very passionate about a lot of things. Um, look at the things that really makes you fulfilled, like the things you can sit down and do for hours on end and lose track of time. Those are the things you should probably probably pigeonhole in and just do that and then find ways to make that your thing. 
um for me it's not even just music like the sitting in front of my computer editing these clips is, is a lot of work but it's mad fun and making music mixing a song mad fun like i could do that every day for the rest of my life and not give a shit would i do it for the rest of my life and not make money i mean the 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 cliche answer is yes i would but niggas gotta make money bro but yeah but i digress i digress if you were so if you were graduating high school today and one up above thank god i'm not because i would not want to be in the in the the rick owen phase of high school yeah i would not want to be in the social climate of being in high school right now i'm so glad of when i graduated and everything um no offense to you youngsters but just yeah i'm good off that um if you were graduating high school right now what side hustle or endeavor would you undertake and what regular job would all right so so yeah what what nine to five would you have what industry would you go into and why and then if you would pick up a side hustle, would you do that and why? So fresh out of high school, I would probably prepare myself for graduation of high school. So I think I would have done BOCES in high school. We had this program called BOCES where, yeah, you can prepare yourself for a trade, a culinary trade, an electrician trade, a carpenter, something. And then I would use that to then either go into the trade I was doing in BOCES or I would just get some bullshit job, like any bullshit job. Um, because fresh out of high school, your parents are a lot more willing to let you stay there for the for the four years you would be in college as opposed to just doing nothing, doing nothing right? Yeah. So I would make an agreement with my parents and say, look, I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to work and then pursue for me it would be the music right because if i knew now what i well yeah if i knew now what i knew back in high school no i'm fucking up if i knew what i knew then now no i still fucked up if i had the information i have now when i was in high school that's what it is um i would have known that wait there is money to be made in music right through streaming not just being a huge mega hit pop star so um, that would be my side hustle, um, go to work and then pour everything into the business side of music back when I didn't have to worry about me getting older and lifing. And now like I'm, I'm, I'm encroaching upon my uncle's space and I got to get out of there as fast as possible, you know? So, um, that would be my plan. Just, just put everything to pavement and, and just go straight ahead. Cause I'm doing that plan now, but the reason why I would do it then is because, you know, time is of the essence. And what the almost 10 years I graduated high school, those 10 years, even if I had four of those years back, it would have been much more of an exponential rise to where I want to be as opposed to the four years I, I, I just fucked around and tried to go to school, you know? Mm -hmm. Fair. And what, so no what what do you think what do you think what would you do what would i do um if i if i would do it again i would have went the cybersecurity route um done internships um definitely not coding or anything like that coding is it's white collar grunt work because it's very long hours it's difficult and you there's not necessarily the most upside per se everyone says um software engineering and yes you can make a lot of good money but if you're constantly coding all the time like you're a code monkey I know, I know it's hard to hear, but it is the truth. 
Um, but yeah, I would say for me personally, because I like cybersecurity, but finance is a good one. Banking will always be around. Medicine will always be around. Um, education is getting more secular now. People are like trying out different things in different schools and online school and stuff like that. So if you're an expert in something and you can teach a class on Spanish or, you know, mixology or something like that, I would do that. And then for a side hustle, for me, I'm going to say trading because that's what I'm partial to. But, right, right, right. Um, I would say another good side hustle is selling and not in the Ooh. not in the i sold the match and we lost but like in the you know learn to sell a, a business sell well, sell a product or sell a service you learn a lot about yourself you learn a lot about what the world rewards and what the world wants um it teaches you social skills talking it teaches you to be on your feet you know you learn the business acumen so learn try and sell something whether it be as simple as t-shirts and mugs to, to a product you made to to um a digital course something so learning to sell um for sure and i, I want to ask you a question because we only got nine minutes on the camera we can make the podcast go longer than the camera because I, I like the way this one's flowing but just to give you some more at bats for some clips uh i know we talked about this one a lot and um i want to know your thought process on the idea of self-reliance versus independence and which do you think is more important? Do you think when parents are saying, I want you to be independent, they really mean self-reliant? Do you think we don't use self-reliance more uh, because of how popular and how much of a buzzword independence is? Just, just riff on that for a second. Yeah, so independence, um, we were just talking about this before the podcast, independence is an excuse to lack discipline. You always need discipline, um, no matter where and what endeavor you are doing in life. You always need discipline. And independent is just like, oh, I don't have to follow the rules of my parents. I can do whatever I want. And in some cases, yes, if you come from a really strict background or something and you're 25 and, oh, why are you coming home at 9 p.m.? It's like, you know, let's let's give me let's give me a break. But self-reliance is you always rely on yourself. You're with yourself the most throughout your life. Um and you've gotten through any situation you've ever been in before, for the most part, on your own. So you're always building your self-reliance. And I think in the West, we have, because it's a more individual society, we have this thing of, oh, you got to get it out the mud on your own, no help, this, that, and the third, which goes completely against what we always talk about. There's nobody, you never do anything alone. As, as alone as you think you are, your boss helped you out, your mom got you this opportunity, your friends were there and made, and you were, you know, on a ledge and they made you laugh and they, they kicked you into gear because your, your, your spirit changed. Like there's always things at play that you may not recognize that are helping you out and pushing you in the right direction. So I understand wanting to learn and knowing for yourself that you can do something on your own, but there will always be challenges because of the way life is constructed that are, you're supposed to grow. You are, that you will always have challenges where you're forced to grow. So giving yourself an artificial challenge is only for those who've reached the mountaintop already because there's nothing else for them to do. They beat the money game. They they donate. They help other people, et cetera. But why make, your, so why make things more difficult when they don't have to be? Challenge is already embedded in the code of the game of life. So don't give yourself more on your plate than you need to. Um, but whatever works for you works for you. And however you gain that wisdom and inner strength and knowledge and, and, and whatever, whether it's giving yourself an artificial challenge or not. Um, 
you will get there and it all it always works out you just you literally just don't have to quit which is i know impossible to sometimes say but literally as you keep going you are bound to reach the goal i like that that was very uh very wise of you yeah i guess while you take a sip of your water i'll give my little two cents though um yeah i mean it was such so well said but self-reliance is 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 something that doesn't require you to be independent you know you can be in a room full of people who are living in the same edifice in the same commune and still be reliant on yourself because once you're an adult no one's going to wash your ass for you no one's going to do your laundry all the time no one's going to cook for you all the time no one's going to do your work you know it's like that's probably the most important thing i've gotten from school i've cheated on tests before i've cheated on homework but when they say do your own work, that is probably you cheated yourself at the end of the day. And, yeah. and what's more important than the self? You exactly. know? So, um, and that's the point too. You have a family for that. You have friends for that. You have, if you're dating, you have a partner for that. You are not supposed to do it alone. The journey is solitary, but everything like how you, your experience is your own experience, but everything outside of that is, is a group endeavor. Because look at the people who've done anything alone. You eventually get gassed out and you don't make it to the end. It's like, it's literally impossible. It's too difficult to just do everything. Just me, me, me all the time. And I don't like the people who say that life is a single player game. Don't get me wrong. I like people, but I'm just being, you know, using simple terms because I don't want to always have to be impeccable with every single sentence I say, but when I say I don't like people who say life is a single player game, because there are more games out there than just single player games, yeah. you know, and the most popular games are actually the ones that are multiplayer, you know. So although in a multiplayer game, you're controlling your character, there are still other players and other characters in which to interact, you know. So, yes, you're going to die by yourself. You're gonna, It's going to be you alone in that casket underneath the ground, but until that point until you turn the game off or the game is done or your game crashes or you know you get the red ring of death um it's 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 up to the individual to understand that most things in life are done it's not just about you all the time they're done well with collaboration and um being uh, we all want to get to the mountaintop as, as pablo said but imagine being in or, or getting everything you wanted that that car that 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 big body bends in the in the massive square footage mansion by yourself no one or it'd be whack bro and most of the time like the the desires and the things we want are just instilled upon us by society so imagine chasing after the things everyone else wants just for you to have it by yourself and not share it with people who want it or just to show it off to people who don't even care at the end of the day. They want it for themselves. So when they see you have it, they either want it from now you. Now you're an op. Now you're a target now you're for a something target. you didn't even want in the first place. That's crazy. Yeah, so um, and, two cents on that. Yeah, and and yeah, my last piece on the on the topic is, for me, getting rich is about spreading the wealth. A, I can relax, I can chill, I can wake up whenever I want. My family can do that. My friends can do that. Hey, I'll pay you for your day off. Don't even worry about taking a day off. Like, I'll just pay for it sort of thing. I want everyone to experience and have fun together. I don't want to do it by myself. I'm by myself most of the time. I have fun on my own most of the time. 
But when I go out, I like to do things big. I'm bougie, you know? So I want to... Pause. <laughs> I want to, you know, make sure everyone is having a good time and gets to, to, to have the same experience that I'm having, which is community and these things that they otherwise maybe would have not had. And then also passing it forward to someone else, same generation, older generation, younger generation, whatever the case may be. Giving is the greatest gift. I agree. Yeah, it definitely is the biggest, the greatest gift. Um, all right. I mean, you could ask one more question before you wrap it up. All right. Um, I would say my last question is, are you your own harshest critic? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, uh, I always refer back to the music because that's what I put most of my time in. And that's what I care the most about when it comes to just creating. Um, I have in my most recent EP, not 72, um, one punch man menace and the first three songs on the EP, people love those songs. Like, yo bro, those songs are fire. Like, tch. I listen to those songs. I'm like, yo, I don't even know. You know what it was? It was a pink noise beef. The pink noise beef made me shout out pink, noise. shout out pink noise, but the pink noise beef made me rush and drop that project. Cause he was dropping. I know he was, he was going to drop some fire. And it made me not give that EP the same love I would have given any one of my other singles. And I still dislike when I rush things and, and, and um, just do things when I know what I should do. And yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm my own hardest critic, bro. I mean, I know I can always be better. I can always do better. Um, I think I'm the best. But even then, like, because I know I can do better, I think that gives me that edge over people or over others or over myself. It's not like a competition. I only need competition with myself. So when it comes to just making sure that I am just the, the, the best version of myself, I always give myself extremely high standards to set or to achieve after I've set them. To make sure that I'm never rusting, I'm never stale, I'm growing towards a place where I can be someone I can look in the mirror and be like, yo, you are what you were made to be. You know? Ephemeral goals. So I'm talking about find something that's like really hard to attain or is like lifetime, like worth of dedication to achieve, whether it be the best you know, music artist getting rich because that's not really like a, a, a set destination. Um, constantly being joyful because happiness is a fleeting emotion. Just find something that you could do every day and it doesn't matter, rain, uh, rain, shine, snow, sleet, hail, that you would still be working towards and you will never be unhappy because you're always working towards something. You're always bettering yourself. There's always a journey to have you. What about you? Are you your own hardest critic? Oh, 100%. I hold myself to a very high standard and I have a very high ego. So I also do think I'm the best at anything I touch and pick up. Um, and I do have, at least in the language endeavor and some other things, like I am naturally talented, um, in learning languages and picking up languages. So when, you know, I'm learning, when I'm learning a new language, for example, and I'm making mistakes and things like that, you know, the native speakers like, oh, you're doing so good. Like, you know, you're better than, you know, anyone else that I've spoken to. And I'm like, it's that's not still good not enough. good enough. It's still not good, not enough. good enough. I know myself and I know what I'm capable of. What amazes me, then I'll let you know sort of thing right 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 that's me with the music bro like i i, I can show i can still same people who like those songs i can show you a song that sounds better perhaps the performance was better the mix is better 
everything about it is better and they'll still like what they like and tell me like, yo this is it and in my head i'm just like no not enough back to the drawing board <laughs> so but yes, i think sir. this i think that's uh that's it for us this week so more just motivational stuff um we'll kind of get back into the um actual like advice on you know what are you trying to do job wise and you know probably get some more guests on and some more pop culture stuff was happening you know um ai and, and robots love death and robots and all that stuff but for now as i said if you need some some blue light glasses spectra479.com forward slash cc pod for a discount um blue light is very toxic as we're in this more modern industrial age you know, we need to be on screens more. The ways to earn money are even, you know, kind of relegated to being on screens more. So if you're going to be in front of screens 24-7, at least don't have the blue light messing up your circadian rhythm, you know, giving you all these sorts of health problems, you know, block it out, turn off the router at night, you know, bathe in nature, get all that static and and frequencies off of you and just, you know, get back to your true self. Uh, shout outs, shout out mom, dad, shout out uh friends um you know who you are that i've spoken to this week you know i've been been going through a rough time a little bit but i'm back at it you know we still ball um shout out gainful employment shout out housing shout out the weather it's like 40 50 degrees um and once we're fed, done with february you know we're out of the cold spell um shout out for new york being a subtropical zone um shout out to my co-host kayende shout out grandparents um yeah man just just love to everybody Whatever you're going through, the 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 mountaintop is is still there for you. Big shout out to my co-host Pablo. Shout out my parents. Shout out to Gainful Employment, my seasonal Gainful Employment. Um, shout out audio. Shout out creativity. Shout out God. Shout out the Bible, which probably wasn't written by God, but shout out the Bible anyway for having very very uh, deep and esoteric quotes of wisdom. Shout out the Gita, Bhagavad Gita. Shout out the Gita. Shout out Naval. Naval put me on to Bhagavad Gita. He didn't do it um, directly, but he it was by it was, proxy. By proxy, yes. Um, shout out. Uh, yeah, just shout out life. Shout out the poker chat for inviting me to poker last night. Um, you guys know who you are. And uh, yeah, that's my brother. All right. Until next week. Peace.